Welcome to the cast of characters with my guest Alex Galbraith. Today's topic is going to be about the show that everybody has watched, and it's The Office. Today we'll be going over what the show is about, if you haven't seen it. The relationship between Jim and Pan, how it got start started and like finished at, at their final season. Talk about the relationship between Dwight and Angela. Talk about your favorite character. And then a little fun question, would you want Michael as your manager? So, talk about the show, Alex. That's how it always starts. Just tell me about the show. They'll give me the entire summary about the movie or the show. But uh, <laughs> uh, ironically, and the funny thing is, a lot of people haven't seen The Office. It, it's such a, um, in a way, I would say a cult classic. Yeah. You know, it was, they aired it on NBC. It was a nationally broadcast show. But there are a lot of people that either couldn't get into it or just didn't like it. Uh, and, and it kind of amazes me. And granted, I, I will say that I didn't watch The Office all the way through until I was probably a like senior in high school, junior senior in high school, so it took me a while to watch it too. Uh, and, and unfortunately, now it's not on Netflix. But the show really, it, it's a unique concept. It, it literally is a a documentary in a way. The, the way it's structured is that this this documentary crew, this camera crew, comes in to the Dunder Mifflin Paper Company <laughs> in Scranton, Pennsylvania, of all places, and just documents their day to day life. It's just this entire show revolving around them, following around all the people in the Dunder Mifflin branch uh, in, in Scranton. And so you, you and it's a cool – like I'd love to see that happen in real life because it, it, to the naked eye, you go, oh, my God, that's so boring. You're going to yeah. do a documentary over a paper company? It, 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 but it's not a documentary over like how paper is made and how they do it. It's their day-to-day life. Now, granted, in real life, things wouldn't be as crazy <laughs> yeah. as things happen in that in the office. But then sometimes they follow them outside of the office. They follow them to, you know, a dinner out like at someone's house. They follow them to the bar. If they all go to the bar after uh, after work, you're getting a, a you're building a relationship uh, as the viewer with these characters that are just living their day-to-day life uh, and going to work and doing what they would do on a normal basis. So you see uh, legitimate relationships form, uh, both good and bad. You see uh, the hustle and bustle of sales. You see, um, you know, you see, you laugh, you cry. It, it's really a sweet and it, dare I say wholesome show. Um, and obviously, obviously, it's it's a comedy and it's supposed to be a lot of fun. And um, you have a a boss and Michael who is uh, who is very caring. He's very nice. He <laughs> loves his employees. Maybe a little too much. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he's just he really just an inner child. He's just a little child, but. But there are times, you know, where you can see where Michael uh, really kind of becomes an adult. And it, it, it's like he can turn it on and off. He's very immature. He's very inappropriate. But he he, so, he cares for his employees and can and can turn that on in a heartbeat. One of my favorite examples of that was when Pam had her art gallery. She had gone to work. She's an artist, uh, if you didn't know. And uh, she's an artist and, and created all this art. One of them was actually a... A painting of the Dunder Mifflin office. And so she was telling all these people about how she was going to go to this art gallery and some of her work was going to be on display and no one showed up. No one showed up. And the people uh, that did, that she didn't know, in a way almost insulted her art. They were like, oh, like that's not good. Or, oh my gosh, it's so bland. And, and anybody could do that. But Michael, at the very end of it, got there and like had rushed there because he had been doing something else and was... So kind to Pam, and you can tell it was his reaction to her artwork was so genuine. And I remember him saying, like, how much? Like, how much would you charge for me to buy your painting? And she was just 
appalled. And he, and, he, and he bought it and he hung it up in the office. And that wasn't just like a, I'm going to be nice and do that. It was a genuine, it was, it was nice because he went there for Pam, but he was so genuine in his reaction to what he did. So that that's really, the Michael's character arc is really something else because, again, I, I will tell you that in the first season, I almost couldn't get through it. I almost said, man, I know this is a, a, everybody's favorite. There are so many references I want to understand from The Office, but the first season and the way Michael acted and how immature he was, how cringy it was at times, I almost had to turn it off, but I powered through it and watched the other seven or eight, how many there were. So uh, it really just, for lack of better words, it's just a short, short documentary over uh, a paper company and the day-to-day lives of, of how people live in a city like that. So talk about Jim and Dwight's little romance they had <laughs> you know that's another one thing the show did very well was just character arcs yeah one thing the show thrived on was just you know the relationships and showing how they developed now, it, whether it was intimate like jim and pam and i know we'll talk about that later or the relationship between jim and dwight because that was always one that everybody looked forward to was all the, the pranks that jim would pull on dwight uh how dwight was you know the office was full of different characters yeah uh, and Dwight was just this very stuck-up um, stickler for the rules, wants to be the best, wants to be the boss, kind of power-hungry, uh, but also had a, a decent heart at times, too. And so that little bromance between Jim and Dwight was something where it was like, they, it, you know, it's funny, it kind of reminds me almost like of like Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Like, technically they hate each other, but they couldn't live without the other. Yeah. You know, and Jim will act really annoyed by Dwight. Dwight will act really annoyed by Jim. They, they each want each other gone sometimes. They don't want to... But I think, you know, had, you know, and we've seen that, we saw that a couple times, but, you know, had Jim gone away forever, had Dwight gone away forever, and they'd just each been at their desk without the other being across from them, it would have made things a little more dull. It would have made things a little bit, you would have been like, man, I missed that. Like, yes, I hated when Jim would put my stuff in Jello, or yes, I hated when he would hide my cell phone and, and, and you know, I'd have to go hunt for it, or whatever it was. But that was what made life fun, and it was something that made it, I guess, somewhat interesting for them, so... It was a really, it was a really cool bromance, and 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 towards the end of the series, as as again, all these guys began to mature, as they began to deal with more worldly things, um, they, you know, because I think I think it was Jim that kind of threw Dwight's bachelor party, yeah, and and that was something that was really, also heartwarming because while they were quote unquote enemies, they really weren't. Yeah. And Jim threw him a heck of a bachelor party, uh, did some really really cool things for him. Uh, the things that he knew Dwight loved and would be into and, you know, stuff that he didn't have to do. So, yeah. uh, again, it's, it, it's a heartwarming show as you as you really progress through it. I mean, yes, the, the main goal is for it to be funny. Uh, it's supposed to be a comedy, and it is. It's hilarious. Yeah. But there are tons of instances in there where it's just like, man, that was that was tough to watch. Or, yeah. Oh, man, that you know, you might maybe shed a little tear. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I, I shed a little tear at the end of the series, really, the final episode, uh, final couple episodes. I... I teared up a little yeah. bit. It was really something else. Definitely when um, Dwight and Angela got married and everything. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, spoilers if you haven't if you haven't listened, which <laughs> I'm sure you have. But I mean, the at the end, you know, Dwight and Angela do get married, and um, Michael returns. And yeah. for for the last couple seasons, Michael hadn't been around. Yeah, he yeah. had left with his, um, I guess, future wife Holly, and they moved moved away. So when Michael shows up for the wedding, yeah. That was like a like oh my god like he he obviously cared enough yeah. you know to come back and see everybody he had changed a lot um you know it it was it was very heartwarming and it was just like dang you know with shows like this you know I look at The Office I look at Friends um 
I, I haven't watched all of How I Met Your Mother, but I'm sure when I get to the end of that, I'll feel the same way. These little sitcoms like that, it, it feels like the end of an era. You you build such a, even though it's fake, you build such a relationship with these characters. You feel like you personally know them. You feel like you're part of the friend group yeah. and friend. You feel like you're part of the office and the office. And so when it all ends, you know, it, it feels like the end of an era. It yeah. feels like on, uh, leaving leaving the friend group, leaving the office. I feel like you're doing that too. Um, and, and really, that's all in credit to the writers. I mean, that's in credit to the people that are creating these shows because that's a very, very difficult thing to do. Like, Modern Family was amazing at that too. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I watched Modern Family forever and then never finished it. I, I probably still have like four, three or four seasons I need to need to go back and watch. But I, I would feel the same way. I mean, because and that's another thing too, like a Modern Family yeah. show – not only are you feeling this connection, but you're growing up with these people. Yeah. Like, if you watch Modern Family, and I know we're kind of getting off topic, but, like, uh, Luke and all the kids that were in there, Luke and Lily and Haley and all them, you know, they're there, and they're, they're babies. They're so young. Yeah. And then by the time it's over, they're so old. Maybe some of them gotten married. or they're So, again, it's fake. It's not real. But you're like, oh, my God. Because what that does, again, what that does is – yeah, I mean, you're doing this in real time. You know, Modern Family, I don't know when it started. Let's say yeah. 2008, and it ended in 2018 or whatever it was. You know, that's 10 years. So that's 10 years that you have spent every Wednesday night or whatever watching Modern Family. That's 10 years that the people on the show, the actual actors and actresses, they have spent together really as a family. Yeah. Uh, and so, again, I mean, I'm sure it's way more emotional for them because they're actually with each other and doing all that stuff together. But it's emotional for the viewer, too, because you have, in a way, grown up with them. Yeah. You've, you've laughed and you've cried and you've watched them, even though, again, even though it's all not real. And that it just shows how well these some of these shows are put together. I know a lot of people haven't seen this show, but Shameless, I'm watching that right now. And it, <laughs> that's super, like, that. Like they start off as this broke family, then they're all leaving the house and starting from two-year-old all the way to 21. And that's super, like, a Martin family is. Yeah, so, I, I, I have not watched that, but I've heard it's a decent <laughs> show. <laughs> Uh, talk about um, the Jim and Pam relationship because at the beginning she has another dude and Jim's kind of <laughs> jelly about it. Well, not she doesn't just have another dude; she's engaged. Yeah. Um, and and the funny thing about that is, you know, everybody when you when you talk about relationships in real life, it's like, will you be the Jim to my Pam or the <laughs> Pam to my? It's kind of cringy, but but what that also says is how how um, pure and and real their relationship is i mean they were meant for each other yeah um and, th- and that was a good little story arc there pam at the beginning of the show for the first few seasons is engaged to roy who works down in the warehouse of dunder mifflin and roy is just a huge jerk i mean he he doesn't care about her he doesn't do anything for her and, and the big storyline is that they've been engaged forever it's like they're engaged but when are they going to get married yeah you know like it's like doesn't does, Roy does not seem to want to do that anytime soon. It's like I've got her locked in, and now I'm just gonna leave it. And so it's kind of jacked up. And you've got a guy like Jim, who is like you know, as many people, as many guys do. Trust me, I've been there. Uh, <laughs> is that what does Pam see in this guy? Like how how are you engaged to him? He's a jerk. He's he's kind of husky. He's not as good looking. <laughs> uh, you know, granted, Jim's like a little scrawny and it's kind of almost like a nerd nerdish yeah. in a way. But what do you see in him? Because he's so rude and just he doesn't treat you right. So why are you putting yourself through that? Uh, so it goes on and on for a while, and and Jim and Pam really just have a great friendship at first. And and honestly, that's what they'd say that in real life. That's what they say is important with like relationships. It's like 
become really good friends first sometimes. Yeah. Now, you don't want to get friend zoned. <laughs> it's a dangerous game yeah. you're playing there. You're walking a thin line. But uh, they they are really, really good friends. Uh, they're joking with each other. They look, they look forward. She she even looks forward to seeing him every day. They play pranks on Dwight. Uh, dare I say that that Pam was probably Jim's best friend in the office, yeah. um, really throughout the whole series. But early on, before they even got together, once Pam kind of has enough of Roy, because Roy doesn't even like support her. You know, she's an artist, and yeah. she wants to take some art classes, or she wants to go off to art school, or she wants to do this. And he just doesn't even support that. Uh, you're not a good artist. Uh, you can't do that. Or you can't. You know, that's so rude. Like even if you, you know, think that you don't say yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not that I would ever do something like that. But you know what I'm saying. She, she. That's not the right relationship she yeah. needs to be in. And it was one night. I can't remember what the what happened in the episode. I cannot remember what happened in the episode. I don't know if the engagement had just been called off. I don't know what had happened. But Jim kissed Pam in the office. I think it was like he came back at the end. It was like after a party or something. It might have been after a yeah. It was something. He came something. back to like get his jacket or something, and Pam left something there, and he saw it or something. Yeah. Like well, that. they were both in the office together yeah. after hours at night or whatever. Yeah. I think Phyllis watched them. That was kind of creepy. Yeah. But but they kissed each other, and it was like that. That was the beginning of the end, really, of the Pam and Roy thing. It was like, you know, she felt that it was wrong or whatever, but she knew deep down it was it was right. Like being with Roy yeah. wasn't right. Uh, and so this whole Roy debacle went back and forth. You know, Roy was kind of became a changed man. He worked on becoming a changed man, um, because it's one of those things too where you you don't really really realize how good you have it until it's gone. You know, so like why Roy never really jumped the gun and, and went all the way with the marriage. Like why he just kind of kept it there with the engagement. Why he, um, you know, was so rude to Pam. Who knows? So, but it's one of those things where he had it really good. He had a really good girl. And he, he he blew it. He blew that opportunity. So Jim Jim seized it, and they dated. And, and and the funny thing too is that even when Pam wasn't with Roy, it wasn't like she immediately got with yeah. Jim. It took some time. And so like Jim dated around, and you could tell that bothered Pam. And you could tell that deep down it bothered Jim. He was like, "But I can't sit here and not date people. Like if an opportunity comes up, I can't be like no. Like like he wanted Pam so bad, yeah. but." He was like, you're engaged or you're not interested or whatever. So even though it breaks my heart, even though like you are probably the love of my life, I I can't can't sit around and do nothing. I love the two seasons when the um crap what I can't remember her name, but when the one girl came and sat acro- like across from Jim, um, she has brown hair. Well, there's a <laughs> and they dated. Jim and uh, Jim and Karen, I think dated. Yeah, Karen. Yeah, yeah. when um uh Pam was all jealous about it, like every single day and everything. Well, yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, that was probably the closest thing that closest person that Jim got to, uh, to like really liking. I guess. Yeah. Was was Karen. Um. Yeah, they 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 dated and and were pretty intimate. I think. Um. But it's still at the end of the day, I think it was evident that, like, it, Jim was the guy. Like honestly, he could have been in a two year long relationship with Karen. And if Pam had come up to him one night and said, "I want to be with you. Like I want to date you." And he would have dropped it yeah, and, and gone easily, with her one hundred percent. And eventually, that's kind of what happened. So, yeah. um, you know, it was just love and loss. I and love how he proposed to her at the gas station. Honestly, you know, it, Josh and I have talked about that a lot too. And um, it, it, yeah, it's really cool. It's one of those. He was planning for it to be this big elaborate thing. Well, it was one of those things where they were struggling to really see each other a lot. Cause I think she was going to art school yeah. or she was busy with something, so they weren't seeing each other as often as they normally had. That she wasn't in the office. Yeah. 
And, you know, he yes, he had a big plan, as most people do. You yeah. usually have a grand plan to propose and things like that. <laughs> but But he was just like, you know what? I just can't wait any longer. I just have to do it. And uh, so he just picked up his stuff, ran, and met her, and right there at a gas station in the pouring rain, did it. And, you know, to some some people, they'd be like, really? That's how he did it? But honestly, it's pretty romantic, especially when you say it like that, when you go, I just couldn't wait any longer. Like, I had this whole plan, but I just had to do it. And it's one thing if you're seeing them, like, every day. Yeah. Like, all right, be a little patient there, hot shot. But yeah. the fact that they're, they weren't, like, I don't know if I wouldn't have done the same thing. Because, because, because something like that, something as big yeah. as that, that eats you alive. Like, you're... That's a, ner- that's a pretty yeah. big thing to do. So you're nervous about it. You're anxious to do it. Uh, and to keep postponing it, not just for a day, but maybe for another week or a month or whatever, that's a lot. And then you wonder what they're, what the girls think. Girls are tough, man. They're hard, hard, they're hard to handle. So, um, no, I, I really liked how he did that. It was very sweet. And well, genuine. they were only they were only talking on the phone for like those couple months. Like they never saw each other except like maybe once a month or so. Well, exactly. That school. That's the thing. He had the plan. He he really hadn't seen her that much. So. You know, when was he going to get his good his opportunity to do something yeah. grand? He really wasn't. So he seized his opportunity when he had it, and it was to meet her, or to drive her, or to to, to find her, and and just do it right then and there. And you know, you, most of the time, you know, when you propose, you you, you have a pretty good feeling they're going to yeah. say yes. If <laughs> you if you have a little bit of doubt, you probably shouldn't do it. Um, and so I, she probably would have said yes regardless. And obviously she did. She said yes regardless of, of where it was and, and anything. That's a very memorable story to have. <laughs> so Dwight and Angela also got engaged at the very end. They so, did. So what do you think about their relationship, how it started? Uh, It started as like a friend with benefit yeah. thing, man. Like it was, they were uh, having some fun down in the warehouse, if yeah. you know what I mean. And uh, um, it, it was one of those things where they were doing that and Dwight really liked it. <laughs> uh, not to say Angela didn't, but Andy, for some reason, proposed to Angela very yeah. quick, and she said yes. And it bothered Dwight, and it was evident that Angela didn't like Andy. Yeah. And Andy, you could have done way better. Yeah. Uh, but Angela and Dwight are so similar. You know, they're very they're sticklers for the rule. Oh. They're very strict. They're they each have their like little niche that they're very passionate about. Like Dwight, I could say it would be like beats and yeah. farming and Angela was her dang cats and yeah um so it was um they in terms of their personality and their style it was it was it was a perfect relationship for them but you know it started out as this little fling uh and as Angela started really progressing with Andy she stopped it she yeah. cut it off even though I don't think she wanted to um and that's really where it became like this whole whole deal of like um you know Kind of like Jim and Pam, what do you do? You know, you that both both these people were so conflicted. Dwight never really dated. But Angela, you know, was with Andy. Then she was with the senator guy. Yeah. Uh, even had a kid with him, I think. Um, who ended up being Dwight's baby. Yeah. Uh, even though she didn't want to let him know that, so it was just one of those things where, um, uh, where it was just a whole confliction thing. Uh, Angela, Angela just kind of played some mind games with Dwight, really. But it wasn't until the end, you know, towards the end of the uh, season, end of the show, where they, they pulled the car over or something, and I think Dwight just kind of like eventually blurted out like "I love you" or something like that. Like, it, and, and that was something to either either her or Dwight. I can't remember exactly. It's been it's been a hot minute, but <laughs> but it, it was on the side of the road, and that was really like she she confessed like that was yeah. your, that's your kid, that's your kid, and like Dwight or Angela's like "I love you." And that's who I, who I want to be with, and it was just one another one of those things where 
these guys were so conflicted and they were so confused uh, and they didn't know, no one apparently in the office knew how to really convey their emotions. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's a hard thing to do. And eventually when that burst open, you, you, that really busted the dam and uh, it just kind of all rushed out from there. And the rest is history. And they ended up getting married. I love how um, Dwight killed one of uh, Angela's cats. I was going to say that. That was so funny. Like when you go over there and take care of it and he couldn't do it. And he just put it in the freezer <laughs> or something. <laughs> Oh God! He was like, "It's just a cat." Like, and then he bought, do- like, he bought her another cat. Yes, yeah. Put it in the freezer. Bought her another cat. And of course, you shouldn't have done that because Angela would know. Of all yeah. people, she would know uh, which one of her cats was missing. And she, like, but- he tried to like, like buy the exact same cat, named it the same thing. Yeah, oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> so, who's your favorite character in the office? Oh man, I mean, that's a hard, hard question. I think. From from a from a fun standpoint, from like a guy that I enjoyed watching, um, Dwight was yeah. hilarious. I mean, Dwight was so so funny. Um, if I'm I'm basing it off of like who I would relate to, who I kind of like the most, like who who I see myself in the most, it would be Jim personally. Um, I'm a Jim. Uh, we 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 one time had a friend group up here, and they were we were giving each other like office names, like you know like. You would be this person. You'd be this person. I'm pretty sure I was. I was. I was recommended as Jim. And I, I take great pride in that. Uh, but but Dwight Dwight was just a uh, a fun guy to watch. I mean, you never knew what he was gonna do. And when he did something, he went all out with it. He he, you know, he he was somewhat psychotic. <laughs> he yeah. really was. Uh, but that's what made him so fun. And his relationship and love for Michael, uh, just it was almost like a little kid. Like Michael was like a. Like a, I almost like not even a father figure, but he looked up to Michael mm-hmm. and wanted to be just like Michael, even though Dwight was so much more pro- probably professional and driven than Michael, yeah. you know. Uh, and that's why I think it was really interesting about all that, that little relationship there. And, and then with Jim, just Jim's just a great guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's funny, he's creative, uh, he knows how to have some fun, he's sarcastic, uh, but he's a, he's a romantic. He can. You know, obviously, as we talked about with his relationship with with Pam, he's a, he's a romantic. He can do that. He's a, he's a good dad. He's a good. Uh, he's a hard worker. Uh, he loves sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just a good old you know just good old boy. And um, you know, well, he left the office to go to that sport agency or whatever. Right. Yeah. He went and worked there with uh, with Daryl. Yeah, yeah. Brought him in. They had some friends, and that was a risky decision. You know, because it was financially, it was risky, and yeah. it was going to require a move. And it and it was you know it's one of those things that in life you know, and that's another thing the office did too is. It put a strain on the relationship. Like they almost thought about getting divorced. Yeah, it put stuff. a strain on the relationship with the amount of, amount of time that Jim was gone and money and, and how it was going to uh, affect them. Um, and, you know, that's something the office did very well with too was the fact that, yes, you were watching the office. Yes, you were focusing on what happened in the office, but it showed the change in life for these guys. So it was a documentary that that as we know it, it extended past yeah. the office like again like i mentioned earlier they they followed them to restaurants and bars and, and events and sometimes into their own home uh, which was interesting yeah but at the end of the day you saw it was it, it was almost necessary because that continued to show the development of these characters how yeah. how were they outside of work you know how were they i mean because again people are different at work than they are at home and, and vice versa so um you know, that, I think that was really good in terms of developing these characters. For me, my favorite character is probably 
it's Dwight because of just how funny he is. But yeah. like, I also like Stanley because he'd always just not do nothing and then just be like, where's my money or when's lunchtime? Or, yeah, Stanley's very relatable to a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. Just, just standing there making a <laughs> smart aleck comment and then you don't see him for the rest of the show. Yeah, he'd sleep, get his money. But, Ooh, it's pretzel day. Yeah, <laughs> you know, do just, his crossword puzzle. Yeah, honestly, Stanley was living the life, yeah. man. I, I, I do admire Stanley a lot. And then I also like Daryl because he was, he's kind of like me, just he can crack up with jokes but he's also like works a lot and then he's also getting into things and right stuff. right yeah no Try, I, trying to move up the ladder yeah exactly yeah, and that's all that's all life is you know it's moving up that ladder because when the office gets taken over he's trying to become like michael's job and everything with, right with um kevin spader or whatever oh he right right comes right, right. In, they try to he tries to get michael to be the manager against mm. dwight and all that yes you're right you're exactly right yeah. So, would you want Michael as your manager if you were? Um, there are pros and cons to that. <laughs> obviously, you know, with Michael, you know, I think I would. I think I would. Uh, and here's why. I mean, look, Michael got on a lot of people's nerves. Michael was. I I, I have a similar sense of humor. I think that Michael. I, I can take jokes like that. I can crack jokes like he did. Was he immature? Was he probably annoying? Yes, but man, that he made the office fun, whether they wanted to admit it or not. Um, he he came in. You never knew what he was gonna do. You never knew what he was gonna say. Uh, but at the end of the day, one thing that Michael had going for him, like we mentioned earlier, was he genuinely cared about his employees. He treated them like family. Uh, and they would have done. He would have done anything for any of his employees, and that's and that was evident. Yeah. Uh, and so for me, if I had a boss like that. If I had a boss that treated me like family and who was extremely kind to me um, and and knew how to have a little bit of fun, you know, break up the day, yeah, I, I don't think I'd have an issue with that. Yes, would would some of those, his antics get old after a while? Would they get annoying? Yes, but again, I'm not the one doing it. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm going to show up. I'm going to do my job. The only time I'd get old, really tired of Michael is if he was preventing me from doing my job. And even then, like, my, maybe I'd be frustrated, but if I'm still getting paid... <laughs> Like, if my boss is distracting me and preventing me from doing my job so I can't work, but yet I'm still getting paid, not my problem, you yeah. know? So uh, I really do think it would he wouldn't have been the worst boss in the world. Again, it all comes down to that that relationship and that, that caring aspect, and that's something that he did very well. I feel I'm probably in the same boat as you, but, like, I get annoyed when I'm trying to work and then, like, somebody's doing something. Oh, yeah. Look, I, I'm going to have my own little workspace. I, yeah. I, I can't work with people talking to me. I can't work with a bunch of background noise, you know, I got to get in the zone. And so it would be very difficult to do. Uh, but again, you know, if you, if I need to go to work for eight hours and work really for like one hour because I've been distracted by seven yeah. from my boss, oh, well, like, you yeah. know, I still get the money. So like yeah. when Dwight was on a phone call and Jim was throwing pins at him just to be on his nerve, I would have got up and clocked yeah. Jim. Oh yeah. Like, leave oh, me yeah. alone. Yeah. Like, leave, yeah. Shut up and leave <laughs> me alone. Right. Yeah. Like I can't not focus on two things at one time when I'm trying to, do something else. Right, right. So, one last re- relationship that kind of um, was happening was Kelly, and what's his name? I can't Ryan? Remember. Yeah, Ron. What do you think oh, about man. that? That was uh, probably the worst Ron relationship in the show. <laughs> it, it that w- <sighs> Kelly was a girl that really latched on very quickly. You know, you could look at her one way and she'd love you forever. You know, she was very uh, clingy. And her and Ryan kind of got into a little fling-ish mm-hmm. relate, somewhat of a relationship somewhat of a fling early on in the show and then Ryan realized that he didn't want to be a part of that which broke Kelly's heart 
And then Ryan moved off to corporate, got a little uh, messed up up there, mm-hmm. got, into, got into some drugs, got a little, little wild, ended up coming back. Um, and then Kelly had Kelly never stopped having feelings for yeah. Ryan. It was evident, and I think deep down Ryan somehow never stopped having feelings for for Kelly. Even though you know I, she probably would have gotten on my nerves too had I been in a relationship with her. But um, he he, I, I think at the end of the day realized that you know kind of similar to Michael. Yeah, Kelly can be a little much sometimes, but like she likes me. She, yeah. she cares about me. She's a nice person. She's a good person. She might be a little much. She might be a little ridiculous at times, but you know, why would I pass something up like that? You know, why would I give away a girl who's who cares for me that much? Um, and I think so. Ryan Ryan's character arc kind of developed in that way too, of like being a stuck up temp to being a stuck up corporate guy, and then come, kind of coming crashing back down to earth where he realized again, you don't really realize how good you have it until it's gone. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he realized like, hey, you know, I had it pretty good here. My life was not that bad. I used to think it was. Uh, I used to think things. I was miserable here, but really, with the people I'm around and, and the girl that I have, it's really not that bad. And uh, and at the end of the show, they obviously ended up getting together. I, I assume they ended up getting married and stuff. So they ended up taking that baby and running. So you know, uh, it, it was interesting. But yeah, that was that was that was certainly one of the side relationships that we didn't really talk or see much about, uh, especially since Ryan wasn't around all the time. Uh, but it was one that was definitely a good job worth mentioning. Well, at the end of it though, you have uh, at the, like the end of like the last few seasons, you have Andy and um, not Molly, um, what's her name? the one who came in for Pam. Oh, the uh, Hannah. Oh, Aaron, Aaron. Aaron yeah, yeah, yes, yes. That's another. Yeah, yeah. So there, there were tons of relationships in the office. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. And there was just and each one of them. They did a great job making each one of them so unique and so different than the other. Yeah, because like you could like exactly like you said, because like Kelly and Ryan were more of a friends with benefits type of thing, and then Andy and Aaron. I don't even know how they got together. Right. And then you have Pam and. Jim, that's everybody's dream is to find the one. Exactly, like to find the one, 100%. And then you have the white nature where polar opposites attract, pretty much. It's true, what they say, All opposites do attract, 100%. <laughs> well, thank you for spending the time today talking about our favorite, one of our favorite shows. Anytime, Will, you know I'm always happy to be on. Well, I hope y'all tune in next week.